The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. To have your way to move as you choose. Lord, touch us one and all. Everyone connected, whether physically here on site or virtually online. Thank you because you will leave no one out. Oh yes. Even the weakest are the ones you will reach out to the most. Thank you because nobody will be left out from your marvelous touch today. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Please, you can have your seats and just maintain this wonderful atmosphere of worship. Jaira, you are enough. Let's just keep singing that for a minute or two. Jaira, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are enough. Somebody open your mouth and sing it to him again. Yes, you are enough. Declare it where you are. I will be Because I know you are Jaira, and you are enough. Forever enough, forever enough, always enough, more than enough. Always enough, you're more than enough. One more time, forever enough, forever enough, always enough. You're more than enough. Oh yes, you're forever enough. Open your mouth and speak in other tongues one more time this morning. Right where you're seated, open your mouth and just speak mysteries. Speak the utterance of God, the utterance of the Spirit. Release the sound of heaven right where you are. Release the words of God, the words of life, the words of healing, the words of refreshing, the words of restoration, the words of wholeness that the Spirit gives you right where you are. Release the power of God over your life right where you are. Activate the angels of God that do the voice of His word right where you are. If you are expecting and you are believing God to intervene in your affairs this season, this month, I want you to open your mouth and pray fervently in the Holy Ghost right where you are. If you want an intervention of heaven, an intervention of God, open your mouth and just speak mysteries. Speak mysteries. Declare the things that God has ordained for your glory at this time. The things that eyes have not seen, that ears have not heard, that have not entered into the hearts of men, but that God has prepared for those that love him. Speak it by faith. Speak it with confidence right where you are. Oh, somebody is saying, I don't feel like speaking. It doesn't matter whether you feel like speaking or not. This is the protocol of heaven. You just open your mouth and speak by the Spirit. Your feelings will catch up later. The Bible says as many as are led by the 
spirit led by the spirit not led by their feelings so let the spirit lead you in your utterance this morning don't let your feelings lead you let the spirit of god lead your utterance this morning your feelings will catch up later Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, you are welcome in this place. Thank you, precious Spirit. Come on, pray, church. Pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Speak by the Spirit. Speak by the Spirit. Speak by the Spirit. Lift your voice and speak, 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 speak. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your intervention in our lives, in this church, in your church, in this nation. Thank you, Lord, that you are stepping in and you are causing things to happen beyond what our minds can fathom and we thank you Lord for the wisdom that you are giving us to cooperate with you so that you can intervene and have your way we ask that you speak to our hearts again this morning let your will be done in this place touch us one and all lift that person that is broken and downtrodden Heal the sick this morning. Give sight to the blind. Let the confused find light in this service. Let that person that feels lack and need, let them experience the divine supply of Yahweh Yuri this morning. Let every burden be lifted. Let every yoke be destroyed. Let us experience the power of your resurrection. Let us know you like we've never known you before. Let us experience that exceedingly abundantly. Above all, we can ask or think dimension of your love, dimension of your favor, dimension of your power in our lives. And let us not return the same way we came. We give you the praise. We give you the glory, Father, in the name of Jesus. And someone that believes shouted a louder, Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I came with good news for somebody this morning. God is going to intervene in your situation. God is going to step in. God is going to move in your direction. God is going to intervene in whatever it is you are going through. Wherever the need is, God is going to show up powerfully for you. God is going to show up strong for you. God is going to show up in a mighty way for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He has already said he will never leave you, will not forsake you. Glory be to God. And I want to talk specifically to that person that you feel you have been abandoned. You feel you have been forsaken. You feel you have been forgotten. You have been left alone. I believe this word and this service and this season is for you. God is going to intervene in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's why we've themed this service, Intervention. Somebody shout, Intervention. Intervention. 
God is going to step in. Praise God. I said God is going to step in. God is going to step in. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is going to show himself strong. Hallelujah. God is going to manifest his glory in your life. He's going to manifest his power in your life. He's going to do what men call the impossible for you. God is going to amaze you. God is going to exceed your expectations. God is going to break your records. He's going to set new records for you. God is going to bring you into a new level. God is going to promote you. God is going to elevate you. God is going to move you forward. God is going to give you a turn around. God is going to give you a turn around. God is going to change your story. God is going to manifest himself on your behalf. Intervention. Hallelujah. And he's going to do it with speed. Glory be to God. Somebody shout again this morning. Intervention with speed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Go with me again this morning to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33. The simple truth, child of God, is that God has already intervened in your life. God is already present in your life. God is already there. That's what the communion table represents. That's what communion represents. That's what this covenant that we have with him in the blood of Jesus represents. Scripture tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He did not wait for us to get it right before he intervened. He said while we were without strength, when we were helpless, Perhaps when we did not even know we needed a savior. He already intervened. By sending his son to die on the cross for us. Hallelujah. So God is already involved of his own choice. Through an act of his mercy and his favor and his grace. He's already involved in the affairs of men. He did not wait for men to call before he intervened. That's a wrong way to look at it. And even though we are going to teach some things and it may sound as if we are asking God to intervene, we need to understand and you need to pray whatever it is we are praying and whatever it is we are saying from this right scriptural perspective that God has already intervened and God is already present. God is not an absent father. He's not one that forsakes you. He's not the one that bails out when the trouble starts getting hotter and hotter. I love that story of Daniel's four friends or Daniel's three friends and King Nebuchadnezzar where he erected a statue a statue, sorry and he told everybody to bow down and to worship that image that golden image that he erected in Babylon and Daniel's friends said no we will not bow to your image and they reported them to the king the king summoned them he said is it true that you will not bow down I'm going to give you one more chance when they blow the trumpet, bow down to my image and worship my image. I said, ah, we are not going to worry to answer you in this matter, dear, dear king. <laughs> Later on in the book of Daniel, Daniel wrote, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. See, those boys knew their God. They knew their God. Whoa, we are not going to wait to answer in this matter. Our God is able to save us. And what they said after that was even more serious. Even if he does not save us, we are still not going to bow. The kind of relationship we have with God is not, it's not really a contractual relationship. 
It's not a give me, I give you kind of relationship. We don't wait for God to do things or show things before we live the way he has called us to live. The other day they were talking and come on yesterday, I talked to you about the concept of dead men walking. We are ready to die. Because the truth matter is we are already dead. The life we live, it's not our life. That's what Galatians 2.20 tells us. It's the life that comes by the Son of God. The faith that comes by Him. And the life that, because He loved us. So He is able to save us. You can threaten all you want to threaten. You can shout all you want to shout. He will save us from your hand. And even if He does not save us, we are not going to bow. Because this is the life we have chosen to live. The king was angry. He was told them to turn up the fireplace seven times. Called his best soldiers. The Bible said, and please understand the Bible does not exaggerate, that the men that threw them in, the fi- they were not in the fire. The fire burnt them from where they were outside. I don't know why this was God. <laughs> but that's what they said. And then they saw the intervention of God. Like they knew. He was already inside the fire. The king now, ah, is it not three men we, so- we-, we threw in? I see four men inside walking inside the fire. And he knew that the fourth man, in fact, it was a very prophetic statement he made. Said it's like the shape or the, the, the features of the Son of Man, or the Son of God. That is the God you serve. Hallelujah. He is intervened already, or he has intervened already. Fiery furnace. So your, your condition, your situation, your challenge, it may be the most difficult thing you've ever seen, the most problematic thing. You must understand like those Daniel's prophets understood that. I have a God that will intervene. Hallelujah. Or if you say it this way, I have a God that intervenes. Somebody shout, I have a God that intervenes. I can't hear you say, I have a God that intervenes. I have a God that steps into the fire with me. In fact, the truth of the matter is he has even stepped into the fire before you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I love how that story ended. Brought them out. And the same king that was telling them to bow to his image said everybody should now worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. May the testimony that God brings into your life this season, may it turn people to God in the name of Jesus. May it attract people to God in the name of Jesus. May God do such a mighty testimony through your life that people will notice the act of God upon you. And may they be drawn to him. Hallelujah. But you see, it takes knowing that God that intervenes. That never leaves, that never forsakes. Hallelujah. And that's the God you're going to walk with this new month. And this season of your life. Everywhere you're stepping into, you are, God is with me. God is intervening. God is bearing the heavy burden for me. Hallelujah. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. He never abandons me. He never forgets me. Glory be to God. It may, I mean, they, they didn't look at what God did for those boys. He did not show up before the fire. Or before they threw them inside the fire. He did not show up when Nebuchadnezzar was going crazy. You know, it's one thing to say it before they brought you to the king. And I'm sure that's what Nebuchadnezzar was like. Eh, they are not bowing because I'm going to bring them into my palace. Let them see my face. When they see my, the Bible said, is it visage or so that it was transformed? When they see my anger, maybe they say, okay, king, sorry, we didn't, we didn't want to. <laughs> I know you. No, God didn't show up then. Hallelujah. And you need to understand that that's how God is sometimes. He is never late. Glory be to God. It may look like he's late. Lazarus was sick. John chapter 11. Please hold your place in Exodus 33. We are coming there. <laughs> Lazarus was sick. They sent to Jesus. And Jesus, the Bible said, he delayed his coming. Help me tap your neighbor and say, God is never late. It may look like he's late. 
it may feel like it's late, but it's never late. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? He delayed his coming. When he showed up, he had died. They had buried him for four days. They told him, if you are here, he wouldn't have died. But intervention was about to happen. Praise God. He told them, don't worry. I am the resurrection and the life. They said, ah, we know. You raise us up on the last day. And that was true. You see, there, there are levels of our faith and our understanding with God. And sometimes that's why God takes us through these things, through this valley of shadow of death experiences. So they didn't have that conviction or understanding or faith that God could reach into the fire with them and bring them out of the fire. Or in their own particular situation, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they believed they were ready to die. They were ready to die. They, they had faith had grown to that place where if he, he is able to save us, so this is not a matter of we don't believe. We are not um, martyrs or we are not suicide people. No, no, no. But even if he does not save us, we have walked with him to a place where even if we die, we know we are fine. They, they had walked to that level of faith. Mary and Martha and the family, they didn't know that. So, oh, yes, you raised us up on the last day. He said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I love what he told them. He said, if you believe, glory be to God, you will see the glory of God. You will see something that you have never seen God do in your life before. May that be somebody's testimony this season. Amen. He told them to take him to the tomb. And he intervened. Hallelujah. He inter even in a situation of death, Science teaches us that the body will have been rotting already. In fact, they said, ah, why are you telling them to open? They said, you will be smelling. The maggot will have started eating his flesh already. It will have started decomposing already. But he intervened. Hallelujah. And what seemed to have been overtaken by death, he turned it back and he brought Lazarus back to life. Glory be to God. Can you help me tell somebody there is no limit to God's intervention? Come on, say it to that person. There is no limit to God's intervention in your life. It doesn't matter how far gone the situation is. It doesn't matter how massive the problem is. It doesn't matter how much death infestation is in the situation. When he intervenes, hear me and hear me very well, somebody. When he intervenes, and it's always a matter of when, it's not an if. When he eventually intervenes, it is never too late. Hallelujah. Ah, I'm 40 years old, I'm not yet married. When he intervenes, it's never too late. Hey, I'm 50 years old, I've not given birth to a child yet. When he intervenes, it's never too late. Hey, I'm 60 years old, I've not made my first million yet. When he intervenes, it's never too late. Hey, I'm 70 years old, I've not bought my first car yet. When he intervenes, it's never too late. Never too late. Hallelujah. And that's the conversation Moses was having with God in Exodus 33. Now keep in mind again, I always try to point this out every time we study from Exodus 33. They had already come out of Egypt. They had already crossed the Red Sea. They had already seen those 10 plagues in Egypt. They had seen the mighty acts of God already when Moses was having this conversation with God. But Moses understood that we are entering another phase of our journey with God. We are coming into another level of our work with God. Yes, we've come out of the house of bondage. God has done those mighty plagues. God has helped us. God has drowned all our enemies. The Egyptians we used to see before, we see them no more. The nations are afraid of us now. 
we are the champion of nations. Everybody's terrified of us. But he knew that for us to move forward from where we are and continue to move forward, if we don't have God intervening, we're not going to go that far. Read with me again this morning. I'm going somewhere. But we're just starting with this. Then Moses said to the Lord from verse 12, Exodus 33, let's read from verse 12. See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name and you have found grace in my sight. Can I prophesy over somebody and remind somebody this, mo this morning, you have found grace in God's sight. How? Through the blood of Jesus. I said you have found grace in God's sight. You have favor before God. Hallelujah. God is not angry with you. God knows your name. God knows who you are. God knows what you are going through. And you have found grace in his sight. That's what this communion represents. That's why Jesus died for you. That's why Jesus shed his blood for you. Glory be to God. Moses said, I know all that already. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I know. Now, therefore, <laughs> because I've had you tell me you know my name, you know me, God, you know me, you know me, Tunde Akiyemi, and you know that this is September 2022. I've, I've had you tell me that. I've had you tell me that you have found grace in my sight. Now that I know you know me and that you have found grace in my sight, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight. Interesting question. Or interesting prayer request. It really looks like a useless prayer request. But there's a principle Moses is activating here. And that's what I want to teach us this morning. He's praying again what God has told him that he has. Really, he's returning the word of God to God. Look at that's what he's saying. Now, therefore, I pray. Somebody shout, I pray. L let me get ahead of myself here. Hear me, because this is where we are going this morning. If you are interested in intervention, your key is prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are interested in God, you, you, you want God to show up. Is there anybody that wants God to show up in their life affairs this month? I can't feel you yet. Do you want God to manifest? Does somebody want God to manifest in their business? Does somebody want God to manifest with speed in their business? I'm telling you, your key is prayer. Your key is praying and talking to God. First of all, knowing that without God, I am nothing. Jesus said, I am the vine. John 15, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. I mean, look at what Moses, this conversation Moses is having is a very, very mind-enlightening intervention um, conversation because he knew all that God had done through his life and his ministry. He knew all that experience, but he had come to understand that without God, we can't make any progress. And he had the revelation of God. He had the word of God. But he understood that to, let me use this phrase for us, activate divine intervention. I should ask, I should pray. Not from a place that ah, I don't know whether God will do it or God will not do it. No. Many times those things are not really prayer. Not from a place that, hey, God wants to punish me. I don't know whether God is on my side. I mean, if God was for me, why has my January and August been like this? No, we are not coming from that place. Hallelujah. You are coming from a place that I know God. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He will always intervene. Hallelujah. And I know God. He is never late. Praise God. His time is always the best time. If I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight. And then he went on to pray and considered that this nation is your people. So he interceded concerning the nation. And God now confirmed again, I'm going to intervene. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. And you can read the rest of the conversation. Moses, through prayer, 
is secured. And that, that's what I was just waiting for God. I just want to know that as we continue on this journey of 2022, praise God, as we come into this last four months of 2022, this ember month of 2022, I, 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 I want to be assured, praise God, that everywhere I turn, you will be right there. Hallelujah. Can you throw your hands up again and shout intervention? Praise God. I'm going to pray. Amen. Now go with me to Amos chapter 9 verse 13. Amos 9 and 13. And this is one of the anchor scriptures of acceleration that we are standing on as a ministry. Amos 9 and 13. Please, I read and you follow. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. Amazing picture God is painting here. It's talking to agricultural people, farmer people. You know you have to plant before you reap. And God says, I'm going to do something. I'm going to allow, of course, before we even plant, we have to plow the ground. Then we have to plant and then we have to reap the harvest. And God is saying something, something is going to happen. I'm going to cause the plowman to overtake the reaper. Or while the reaper is still gathering the harvest, another plowing season will have started. That's not normally the picture. It's like you plow, then you wait for a while. Then you sow seed and you wait for a while. And then you harvest. But God says, I'm going to make things happen so fast. Hallelujah. You will see that as we read on. But I'm going to cause the plowman to overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that sows seed. So it's actually four stages. First of all, we plow the ground. We sow the seed. We harvest the crops. Then we take it to the threshing floor where they tread on the grapes to draw out the wine from the grapes. But I'm going to speed things up so much that the plowman will overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes will overtake the one that sows seed. Hallelujah. So while harvest or reaping is taking place, another sowing season will have started. Hallelujah. And while we are treading the grapes, glory be to God, we will have started sowing again. Hallelujah. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Praise God. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit of them. Hallelujah. I will plant them in their land. Can you prophesy to a neighbor with me this morning? God will plant you in your own land. God will give you your own testimony. God will give you your own victory. God will give you your own breakthrough. This season, hallelujah. I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled up. I think that's a good word for us here in Nigeria. In these days of Japa. <laughs> For the land that I give them, says, from the land that I've given to them. No one will pull them from the land that I've given to them. Hallelujah. Let's read it in the message translation. It says it in plain English. And we've been confessing this. So that confession, you see that everything happening so fast. Please put it up for us in the message. Um, Amos 9.13. Hallelujah. Amos 9.13. Message translation. Glory be to God. Somebody, God is going to amaze you this season. You see, the intervention God is bringing your way, it's going to happen with speed. Hallelujah. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. Hallelujah. One thing fast on the heels of another. That's what I was trying to explain without plowman overtaking the reaper and treader of grapes overtaking home that sows so seed. One thing happening over 
another. You won't be able to keep up. Can somebody shout, I won't be able to keep up? Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine. Pouring up the mountains and hills. And I will make everything right again for my people, Israel. Glory be to God. They shall rebuild their ruined cities. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now listen to me very carefully. I want to give you something powerful here. Go back to verse 11. New King James, please. Hallelujah. This is the word for you this season. And I want you to capture it with all your heart. God is going to step into your affairs. And things are going to be happening speedily. I want you to say it. Hear me again. God is going to step into your affairs. And things are going to be happening speedily. Hallelujah. And like I said, that is God's default posture. However, it's so important that we activate it. We are not telling God, please hear me and hear me very well, or asking God or cajoling God to do something he may not want to do or does not want to do. No. God wants to intervene. God wants to step in. He is already there. And God wants to do it with speed. All we are doing is cooperating with God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And I tell you, prayer will bring you into that place. Prayer will bring you into that place. If you are prayerful, like I, I thought I told us last week, if you are prayerful, you are opening the door for God to manifest what he wants to manifest in your life. Now, there's something else Amos now mentioned here. Look at this. You know, verse 13 tells us about that promise of plowman overtaking the reaper, of things happening speedily. But look at what verse 11 points us to. On that day, this is actually the same prophecy. On that day, I will raise up the tabernacle of David which has fallen I will raise up the tabernacle of David if you read your Old Testament very well and this is just like a snapshot there were basically two tabernacles that were built in those days in the nation of Israel the first one was the tabernacle of Moses that God told them to erect when they were come, when they, in the wilderness when they had come out of Egypt and then, in the days of David, they now built the tabernacle of David. And what really ran in both tabernacles, they actually operated in two different ways. The one of Moses was law-driven, um, sacrifice-driven, sin-consciousness-driven, coming to God to just come and forgive me my sins sacrificing blood of bulls and goats and there's nothing wrong with that God set that up for them but the tabernacle of Moses was a different one it was all about worship and prayer hallelujah that was really what the life and the ministry of David represented and when David came upon the throne as the king of Israel what he really established and what he really pushed in his own temple. Tabernacle means building. But there were very prophetic buildings or structures that were built. What David stood for was a place of praise and a place of prayer. So when God was telling them here, I'm going to do something, I'm going to raise up again, please watch this very carefully, the tabernacle of David which has fallen, I will repair its damages, I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the old days or the days of old that and that's when all these things that we read in verse 13 we start from verse 12 that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the Gentiles who are called by my name at this time when God was giving them the prophecy the nation of Israel had been scattered Gentiles and these Edomites are like one of the Gentiles they, had, they were now dominating the nation of Israel they were scattered in different places. But God gave them a word. Hallelujah. 
like God is giving us a word today. I'm going to cause everything to turn around for you. Praise God. I am going to intervene. Hallelujah. And I'm going to cause things to happen speedily. But listen, I want you to begin to praise me. And I want you to begin to pray to me. Is somebody hearing me this morning? I want you to begin to praise me like you've never done before. I want you to begin to pray. I will raise up the tabernacle of David which has fallen. I want to encourage somebody in this season. Hallelujah. Like you've never done before. Get into prayer, get into praise. Particularly when we even come together in church. I'm going to do some of that this morning. Everything that has fallen, I'm going to raise it up again. I will repair its damages. I will raise the ruins and I will rebuild it as of old. And because of that, the plowman will overtake the reaper. Hallelujah. The treader of grapes, it will overtake him who sows seeds. The mountains will drip with sweet wine. Somebody get ready for abundance. Get ready for overflow. When God steps in, glory be to God, there will be more than enough. Hallelujah. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Glory, glory be to God. Lift your hands with me this morning. Right where you are seated, begin to praise God. Just begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. Glory, glory be to God. Manga do sata, reke do sata, yala peke de vosu. E yala pasata, pa yala bege dosa. Manka to sata, yala bege de bere bede. Oh, yala peke do vireke da basha. Angada basata, pa yala baba. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. E yala pasata, pa ya. Somebody's story is being turned around right now. Begin to praise Him right where you are seated. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. E then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing just praise God right where you are I will raise up again the tabernacle of David I will raise up again the tabernacle of David I will raise up again the tabernacle of David I will raise up again the tabernacle of David just praise him, praise him, praise him. And as you praise him, just begin to pray to him and say, God, step in. God, move in. God, show your glory. Show your power. Show me your favor. Show me your wisdom. When the Lord brought back, keep praying. I'm going to read that psalm over you. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O God, as the streams of the south. Those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him hallelujah can I hear somebody shout intervention with speed listen through your prayer and through your praise you can activate this thing. If you understand me, can I hear you shout a loud amen? amen. Through your prayer. You, you want, is anybody interested in intervention? Through your prayer. I've told you, look, the things that make the power of God work and the favor of God work and the blessing of, they are not complicated. They are not complicated. I'm going to raise up the tabernacle of David. I'm going to make it all about praise. That's what God is saying. I'm going to make it just about all about prayer. 
that's what the tabernacle of David is all about. It's praise, prayer, um, praise, praise and prayer, or prayer and praise. In the house of David, it wasn't about slaughtering animals. It wasn't even about repenting about sins. No, it's about a very, very high level, just total abandonment to God in your prayer and your praise. Hallelujah. And what does that do? It activates that intervention of God. Somebody, your life will never remain the same during this season. It activates that intervention of God. It's as if God woke up. Hallelujah. He wasn't sleeping. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. God just woke up. And God just did it with speed. Glory be to God. And suddenly your light begins to shine. Hallelujah. You begin to manifest healing. Praise God. You sit on around everywhere you look. Hallelujah. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. I want to tell you again, it's a matter of when. Hallelujah. But will you commit to praising him and just praying and praying? Lift your hands again one more time. Bless God right where you are seated. Open your mouth and just worship God and speak in other tongues and just bless him right where you are seated. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. Hey, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. Somebody's story is changing already. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. Some of you are not getting into the flow yet. I want you to just forget about everything. And just think about prayer and praise. The tabernacle of David. That's what activates divine speed. That's what activates divine acceleration. Lift those hands the highest you can where you are seated. Come on one more time. Just lift them one more time and just open your mouth and just bless God just bless him just bless him thank you father oh I swim in your mercy I enjoy your favor oh listen let me tell you something again about the tabernacle of David hear me and hear me very well David was the least of all his brethren he was someone that everybody had ignored. Please hear me, hear me. I'm closing now. But catch me. He was someone that even his father had written off. Well, written off in the sense that they didn't think much could come out of his life. Please hear me. I'm going to give you a third key. You want God to intervene? Anybody interested? Just pray like Moses. Moses just returned God's word to him in prayer. Thank you for Egypt. <laughs> Thank you for the Red Sea. But we are not yet at the promised land. God, we need you to intervene. If you will not go with us, don't take us from this place. When God had that prayer, God said, my grace, my presence will go with you. God wanted his presence to go with him. Moses just had to activate it. Hallelujah. That prophet came and said, God is going to do something in your midst. I know you are scattered all over the nations now. I know the Edomites are dominating you and all the other nations. There are people that were supposed to be under you because you are backslidden. But I'm going to do something in your day. I will cause the plowman to overtake the reaper. I will cause the treader of gifts to overtake that one that is sowing seeds. But I'm going to do something before then. I will restore the tabernacle of David. Be praiseful. I don't know whether you have noticed something that Dr. K has been doing in Chicago a lot. In fact, they are Friday, um, they do this gratitude night now. All our conferences that we are planning, the main of the day, we are starting with gratitude night. That is an understanding, please hear me, of the concept of how the tabernacle of you, you praise God. You are, you are being intelligent, like Dr. K will say. You are being smart. You have been open to the 
protocol and the key of how this thing works. God is there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel were not the only Jewish children in Babylon. The other Jewish children bowed to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar because they didn't know their God. And they didn't know what their God had in store for them. The natural thing to think when you have been defeated in one, taking you to captivity, is that God has abandoned you. But God cannot abandon you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? God is a God of intervention. And what God did in the lives of Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego, God intervened even though they were in a foreign land. And they were now running Babylon. Glory be to God. In fact, every time they tried to attack Daniel and his friends, God would step in, God will over, um, turn around for them, and they will promote them again. You will ask, ah, if God could do this, why did he allow Nebuchadnezzar to come and conquer us? When you get to heaven, you can go and get the answer to that one. But what is written for us that we can draw inspiration from is that even when you have lost the war and you are a captive in a foreign land, God can still intervene. But you need to know him. You need to know him. Now, what about David? This is someone that nobody thought anything could come out of his life. Samuel came to his father's house. Please watch this. We are closing. Well, I'm beginning to close. But you need to catch this one. Can somebody shout prayer? prayer. Shout praise. praise. This third one is very important. God told that king, go to the house of Jesse. I have chosen one of his sons to be the next king of Israel. And the father called all the other brothers, but they didn't bother with David. I want to talk to somebody this morning. Listen to me. I don't know what your life has looked like up until now. People may have forgotten you. People may have neglected you. But I tell you, God is about to intervene in your life. God is about to intervene in somebody's life. Listen, I want to prophesy over someone. This service, something unusual is going to happen to you. This season, something unusual is going to happen to you. And God found David in that backside. Read Psalm 92 with me. This is the third key you need for acceleration this season. David knew it. And David wrote about it for us. So when we are talking about the tabernacle of David, that will bring speed and will bring restoration for us. I want us to factor these three. Prayer. Praise. When, when we come together like this and in your own personal life let us praise God like our life depends on it hallelujah praise God like our life depends on it but one more thing look at Psalm 92 I'm going to read from verse 10 but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox I have been anointed with fresh oil but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I saw something as I was praying and waiting, waiting to come into service this morning. I saw oil being poured out over people's heads in the service this morning. Hallelujah. I saw oil. See, David was talking about God giving him a fresh anointing. But really, one lesson we can draw from the story of his life was the fact that he was just an ordinary person. Until that day that Samuel came to his father's house and God poured oil on him. Hallelujah. God is going to anoint somebody specially this season. God is going to anoint somebody specially this season. But do you know you can seek for the anointing? Hello? You can pray for the anointing. You can ask for the anointing. What happens when God anoints you with fresh oil? Listen to what David wrote here. Number one, verse 11. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears 
Hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. Put that in context of what David was going through. There were people that wanted to kill him. And there were nations he was fighting with. Before he even became king, the, the King Saul and his soldiers were chasing him up and down the place. But what the enemies or his enemies intended for him, they did not come to pass. Glory be to God. God turned things around for him and he was victorious over his enemies. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Now, you and I, is not, this is not about you praying against your uncle or your father-in-law or a witch in your village. No. But what this means for you and I today is no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. Every plot of the wicked against you will not come to pass. Hallelujah. Whatever the enemy intended for your downfall, God is going to give you victory in that area. Can somebody shout a loud amen? amen. Sickness will not overcome you. Poverty will not destroy you. Hallelujah. No cause of darkness will prevail over your life. My eyes have seen my desire of my enemies. What was intended to bring me down, God is now helping me to use as a stepping stone when the anointing comes upon you. That anointing is coming upon somebody in the service today. As we pray and as we praise God, a fresh anointing comes upon you in this service today. What else? Look at verse 12. Hallelujah. And these are things that happen when God steps in. When God steps in. The one who tell the king in the days of Daniel, hey, um, Daniel does not um, obey this decree that you wrote. They, they got the king to write a decree that nobody should pray to any other God for 30 days but to the king. And they knew that Daniel had a habit of praying. The Bible said when Daniel saw the decree, he went to his normal prayer spot, opened his window to Jerusalem, he used to intercede for Jerusalem and prayed so that everybody could see. His enemies thought ah, we have caught him. Hallelujah. They went to report to the king. And you know the story. The king threw him inside the lion's den. But what happened? God did what? Intervened. Hallelujah. God stepped in. Praise God. I, I love that story. God did not take away the ability of the lion to kill. God took away the ability of the lion to hurt Daniel. And God was right there with him. Praise God. I prophesy over somebody under the sound of my voice. This season, no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Then God had given, Daniel already had favor with the king. The Bible said the king could not sleep all night. And the king ran to that lion's den in the morning. Daniel, Daniel, the God whom you serve, was he able to save you? Daniel said, oh yes. Oh. God came in and shot the mouth of the lion. And the king told them, bring him out. The people that accused him that he broke the law, threw them in. God stepped out of the lion's den. See, that, that's what David is talking about here. The same lion that could not touch a hair out of Daniel's head. He devoured those people. The same fire that did not... The Bible said the clothes of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You couldn't even smell smoke. Their hair was... They had just come from the Babylon salon. The hair was still fresh. The men that threw them in. The men they entered the fire or the fire burns them. That's what happens when God steps in. Your enemies will not be able to dominate your life. Sickness will not be able to dominate your life. Poverty will not be able to... No, it doesn't matter. But it takes the anointing. And it comes when you pray. So you, you pray for it. You may not exactly know what you're about. When the apostles were in the upper room, they didn't know that what they, they knew they had a promise, but they didn't know how it would pan out. They didn't know fire was going to come on their head. They didn't know anything about speaking in other tongues. But they knew Jesus told them, wait for the promise of the Father. And when he steps in, everything changes. Hallelujah. Verse 12, let's quickly go because of time. What happens? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. It shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Hallelujah. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in his courts. They shall bear fruit in old age. Hallelujah. And they shall be fresh and flourishing. Glory be to God. You are going to prosper like you have never prospered before. You are going to flourish like you have never flourished before. The older you get, the more productive you will be. 
the more productive you will be, the more fruits you will bear, the stronger you will get. When that anointing comes upon you, verse 15 says because of this flourishing and I love that you will be fresh and flourishing can somebody declare with faith this morning this season as God steps into my life I will be fresh I will be flourishing close your eyes and paint an image of that promise I will be fresh I will be flourishing I will be bearing fruits I will be fresh. I will be flourishing in the name of Jesus. And they will declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness with him. Hallelujah. God told me to tell you when you are talking about the tabernacle of David. He said you pray and you praise. You seek me until my anointing comes upon you. When that oil touches your head afresh, hear me and hear me very well. And this anointing is for everybody. God said it will activate speed in your life. Praise God. David moved from the backside of the desert. He woke up one morning feeding his father's sheep. Woke up one morning feeding his father's sheep. By the end of that day, he had killed Goliath. Joseph woke up in prison one morning as a prisoner. By the end of that day, he slept in the palace as the prime minister. Can somebody shout speed? Shout intervention with speed. Let me hear somebody shout acceleration. Help me touch two or three people around you and tell them accelerate, 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 accelerate. Hallelujah. If you know you want God to step in into your affairs this week, this service, this week, this season of your life, I want you to jump up on your feet and just open your mouth and begin to pray right where you are. Just begin to pray. God, step in. You can make it a prayer point. God, step in. Step in. Step in. God, step in. I want pastors to come to the communion table. Somebody pray, God, step in, step in, step into my family. There's too much chaos. I want to see turn around with speed. <laughs> when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, when God stepped in. Somebody cry, God, step into my finances. That promise of the hills flowing with wine, I want to see it. Just pray, open your mouth and begin to pray. In a moment, I'm going to tell you to switch to praise. And after that, we're going to plug in to receive a fresh anointing. <laughs> Intervention. God, step in. God, step in. God, step in. And we are praying from a place that we know he has already stepped in. We are just following that example that Moses showed up. I know God knows my name. I know I have favor with God. I know that through the blood of Jesus, while I was a sinner, Jesus came and died for me. I am just activating intervention. God, step in. Step in. Step in. Everybody praying. If you are getting distracted by something or someone, shut your eyes for a minute. Just focus on the Holy Spirit right now. Step in. Step in. You can mention that area of your life where you need that intervention. Lord, concerning my health, step in. Step in. Step in. Step in. We consecrate this element as the body and the blood of Christ. And every miracle it carries. Every promise it carries. Every provision it carries. Every blessing it carries. The wisdom it carries. The favor it carries. The riches it carries. Everything that Christ died for and put in this covenant and in his blood as the people of God need it, as they require it, as they desire it today. As we pray and as we praise, we activate these miracles. We activate divine intervention and we activate speed. Divine intervention with speed over the people today in the name of Jesus. Oh, Shataya Lababa. Pastors, please serve the people. Hold on to the communion elements as you get it, but continue to pray. 
Continue to pray. Step in, step in, step in, step in. Whoever you are, whatever you have done, you can come to God today. Oh, yakata yadabasa. You don't have to be afraid. Oh, yeah, you don't have to be afraid. You can wake up like that prodigal son and say, I'm going to return to God. And I'm going to ask God to step in. I'm going to ask God to step in. There is no problem that is beyond the reach of God's power. <laughs> oh, step in, step in. Oh, somebody says, Pastor, I have a deadline and the deadline has passed. Remember Lazarus. When God shows up, he's never late. Just pray to him and ask him, step in, step in. God is stepping into that situation. Step in, step in, step in, step in, step in, step in, step in. Your prayer can activate something. This is the tabernacle of David that we are in under the new testament it's a place of prayer it's a place of praise it's a place where we come to god just as we are it's a place where the least can be the greatest where the last can be the first where the forgotten can be elevated to the front step in step in just before we take the communion I want the old church throw you up your hands and just begin to praise God this morning begin to praise him begin to bless him begin to worship him you can sing your own song you can say your own words you can speak in other tongues just say father i bless you father i worship you father i praise you father i'm grateful father i'm thankful you have done so much for me i cannot tell it all you have been good you have been kind you you have been merciful you have been gracious okay you have kept me from january till now from the beginning of my life till this very hour i praise you now i thank you abound in thanksgiving abound in praise forget about your sorrows focus on god and give him praise for when the lord stepped in and turned again the captivity of zion we were like them that dreamed then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with praise somebody fill your tongue with praise right now something is happening in this place as the people praise God oh yakata the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.